Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the world's greatest podcast. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Stan is grinning like a Cheshire cat because he's coming home. He's coming home. Tell Ollie he's coming home. CR7 is coming back to Man United, Stan. And to be fair, the other day it looked like he was going to City. So uh, yeah. how happy are you now? Very happy now. Wouldn't have been very happy had you asked me on Thursday. Um, or Wednesday for that matter very weird uh, few days very you know turned around very quickly I mean Wednesday Thursday well was it Tuesday Kane came out and said that he wasn't joining and then it was Wednesday Thursday that Ronaldo was pretty much going to City according to Romano and another very reliable journalist so there was nowhere else he was going to go Allegri came out on uh, Friday morning saying uh, yeah he's told us he's definitely going and obviously Everybody thought then, well, it's City, and that's it. A lot of United fans angry tweeting, retweeting all sorts on the Thursday. City fans absolutely buzzing, and, and, and you know quite rightly. And then within 24 hours, everything flipped on its head after a, a riddling tweet from Rio Ferdinand, which got a lot of people thinking early Friday afternoon as, you know, what's happened. And then Solskjaer with some massive uh, quotes in his press conference, pretty much saying that if he ever left Juve, he knows we're here, and... He's the greatest player of all time, and you just wouldn't say that if it's know. working for him. Well, t- well, I would I think say he, I think he knew it. After yeah, I was yeah. gonna say I would say twerking, but it has come out since that Solskjaer already knew that he was joining United when he went into that interview, and and you could kind of tell with that because managers, we all know, they say I don't, I'm not going to speak about players from other clubs, so to say such huge words like that. Um, you know, knowing that there was a possibility, or we thought at the time there was a possibility he'd go to City, that you know. You don't come out and say if he leaves Juve, he knows we're here. If you don't, if you're not sure that he's, you know, not going to go to, you know, some of your your biggest rivals. So, very weird. Twenty four, forty eight hours. It went from City fans buzzing and United fans absolutely fuming and saying that he's dead, dead to us. And and you know, if he does this, and it all the stuff he's ever said means nothing. And and then twenty four hours later. United fans have deleted the tweets and they're all quoting laughing at City fans who were buzzing on the Thursday and I guess that's football really, we're very fickle and you know, it is how it is but United fans are buzzing and, and quite rightly because for me it's the greatest player of all time, United's greatest player of all time coming back to for me where he belongs, I don't think he was ever fully appreciated at Madrid and definitely not Juve as he was at United so yeah, very happy that he's, he's coming back in. Does it make that much sense from a football side, though? I mean, I'll let you two speak about that because obviously I'm going to be completely fogged by the, uh, you know, the romance of it all. But I mean, what do you two think? Do you think United went in just because City were there, or do you believe Solskjaer that we would have been in either way? Um, either of you take that one. I mean, uh, you can tell I, us City's uh, point of view as well. Well, I mean, you went to. I don't think majority of City fans were actually buzzing with the signing. I think no, no. I, I, I didn't want to make City not for football reasons, but there's. Things in more importantly than yeah. a good football player in there. You don't want your a club legend from your biggest rivals to join you. It doesn't matter how good he is. Um, but from a football point of view, I think it has actually come out that um, the Glazers weren't actually never in for him. It was never, never in the plans. But it was kind of would have been seen as a PR disaster if they'd have let him go to. City, because we basically he just wanted to leave, didn't he? More than anything, he's not getting his heart set on City. If United would have just let City have a free run at that, that would have been awful for them, for, um, in a sense of fan popularity and all that. And as soon as United step in, there's only going to be one option for Ronaldo. I mean, as soon as um, on the Friday morning it kind of came out that United were involved and it 
it could be a, ch- a choice between both Manchester clubs. It was never really an option in my head. Um, Ronaldo's never going to choose City over United, and, and quite rightly. Uh, and from a football point of view, I think I don't think it makes as much sense to sign a, a centre midfielder. But I said to you on Saturday, and we've, we've both agreed that something's bigger than like football in it. It's it's more about the emotion, yeah. the love of the game. If you get a chance to bring Ronaldo back. You can't say no as much as you might need Declan Rice more. Uh, yeah. you, you're going to have Ronaldo. It's nostalgia. It, yeah, it, it's a romance. It's it, everything yeah, the fans want to exactly. believe is true about football, isn't it? I, I think that is bigger than this like analytical thinking of the the game. Yeah. yeah. But like, but then then you're seeing the the performance against Wolves, and you could argue that um, a progressive centre midfielder would have helped them play against Wolves more than Ronaldo in the box would have. Yeah, yeah. So um, in, but no, I hundred percent agree. Uh, I mean, you could argue that from a football point of view, it was City that needed him more in terms of the weakness in the squad, and from an off the pitch point of view, United couldn't let him go. But on on a football point of view, we're pretty stacked in those positions, so it was kind of opposites. But you are right that United just couldn't let this happen. In hindsight, I mean, at the time, I thought that maybe Alexis Sanchez within the minds when they took him off City when uh, he seemed like he wanted to go there, and but. Different kettle of fish with Ronaldo and uh, yeah, United just couldn't let it happen. And uh, I, mean, I agree. To be fair, I saw a lot of City fans very happy that it kind of fell through, and, and you know, saying that you know, United, I hope United come in because I'll I'll never take to him, and I understand that completely. Um, I remember when Lukaku left United and Luis Suarez was linked to United after uh, when he was still at Barca, and I saw a few United fans were like, "Well, I'd take him," but. Most United fans were saying, look, he is arguably one of the best strikers in the world, but you just you, you can't take Luis Suarez just because of his history with Liverpool. It's just something that football fans can't look past, no matter how successful they are. I mean, you look at Michael Owen, neither Liverpool or United fans like him, and he's you know done well at both. You or any argue. football fans for that or matter. Any, I mean, <laughs> if you've ever listened to any commentary that he's ever done, then, yeah, I mean, yeah, no one really likes Michael Owen. Well, that's it. The amount of goals he scored for Liverpool, though, when obviously he came to United and won a title like he wanted to, but neither mm. club really wants to claim him. So, uh, but to be fair, he fucked them off for Real Madrid, so I'm, I'm, I'm not well, too surprised it. that yeah, they, yeah. they don't really like him. He fucked them off for the Galacticos rebuild back in the day and then went to the biggest rivals in yeah. Man United, so I'm not surprised they don't like him. And I mean, Ronaldo would have done the exact same because you can believe it. If United didn't come in, he'd be playing up front for Man City 100%, and that's one of them what-if yeah. scenarios, but if United didn't come in, the reality of it is, Stan and Jim, that he would be playing for City most likely. Yeah, I yeah. think both, I honestly think both fans, um, especially the, the, the hardcore ones that have, that have grew up, the, the City fans that have grew up being taken the piss, taken out by United fans, and the the big United fans that have grew up watching Ronaldo during their childhood, and etc. Um, they would have hated Ronaldo, I'd say, because it's just not football, is it? It's there's something that felt very wrong about it. It was, but especially in the same window that Messi leaves Barca or PSG, the fact that Ronaldo might have got into bed with City, he doesn't sit right with anyone. I don't think he doesn't sit right with me anyway. Um, well, and you supported City before the money. Let's be real. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I mean. Like you, I like I think of when I was a kid watching United, and I hated hating. You, you know, you did. He was, he was that good and he was, he was cocky one at the time when he was young and yeah, you just didn't like to see it and and, and even speaking as United, like every club has them players that are just, he's even said in the past that we'd never go to City even if it was for any amount of money, so it just didn't make any sense in that way, but um, I think it was, was it the Monday Night Football last week after we stopped recording, um, Carrigan and Neville were talking about 
kind of had a bit of banter between themselves like they usually do about title challenges and Neville was saying how they should have gone in for Harry Kane and not not City um, because Harry Kane with his goals would have would have pushed United on to title winners but if anything they've got a better goal scorer yeah. so is, is anything less than the title for United now like a failure I know that sounds a bit Dramatic, a bit baity but, and, yeah. but you know what I mean like is it? I mean, because if Neville himself, who is the most for me, he's most like protective of his words over United, uh, putting pressure on him. If he even said Kane's goals were and then surely Ronaldo's, because he's the one. Yeah, that, that that is. I did see that with Neville. He was saying, wasn't he, when he was linked to City? Was it Monday Night Football? <laughs> yeah, it's Monday Night Football. He was going, if if they buy Kane, they're on ninety odd points, and then you know they're going to win the title. But as soon as we sign Ronaldo, he just refused to say, "Oh, I think we can win the title." I mean, Cut, what do you think about it? I mean, from an individual on a team level, uh, you know, with regards to Ronaldo, what is seen as a success for him because he's not coming to, you know, qualify for the top four. I think anything anything below a Champions League or the Premier League is a failure for United because Is that in his two years or just this uh, season? I think I think it's in his two years. I think for Ollie it's this year. But because uh, I think if, if United don't win the Prem or the Champions League I think he gets the sack because now he has his team, he's got Varane, he's got Sancho, he's got Ronaldo along with Pogba and players like that, you, there's no more excuses for United. They've been on a rebuild for, well, since Fergie left, and this is the closest they've ever been to a title, in my opinion. And again, in my opinion, if they don't win the Champions League or the Prem this year for Oli, but over Ronaldo's contract for himself, then it is a failure, yeah, because you're bringing in the goal scorer, arguably the greatest goal scorer of all time. And if you can't win the Premier League within 36 or not with that plethora of talent behind him, then then yeah, you don't deserve to have the job, in my opinion, Oli. And United will look for someone else to maybe take them to that next level. And but yeah, hundred percent. If they don't win a meaningful trophy, i.e. the Champions League or the Prem, and FA Cup won't do it. I don't think to keep him his job. It weren't enough for Louis Van Gaal. Anyway, Stan. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I agree. I think United have been getting all the right pieces of the puzzle in the past few windows because the recruitment has has gone up a level. Like a lot since the the Van Gaal, the Mourinho days, they've signed the right players, and I think it's about time they put some pressure on themselves. Honestly, I really do, and I know there's two or three other teams that will be feeling the same, and I I think equally with United, I think with City, and I think with Chelsea, maybe Liverpool. I think Liverpool have not as much depth as them to other teams, but I think if che- whoever doesn't win the league, I want have articles pretty much. Say if Liverpool win the league, I think all three of our clubs, it will be a failure of a season. Because yeah. the, the the team is there now to win the title. City have won it, they're retaining it. Chelsea have signed the hottest goal scorer in Europe, arguably. United's window's been excellent. So you've got to put pressure on yourself, and that's that's just the game. Uh, and I think for Ronaldo, personally, um, a lot of people like the, the legacy kind of debate between Ronaldo and Messi. I think in these two years, it's big for him if United win the league, because... If they don't, then it's going to be seen as a failure, and he kind of failed at Juve. I think maybe we can agree <coughs> on that. Um, he was brought into Juventus to win the Champions League, is what they're after, yeah, he and he failed. And in fact, they actually lost the league title after th- for the first time in nine years. And United haven't won a league title in um, almost te- coming on ten years now. Um, so, if if he can be the one who can come back and mm. bring a title back to Old Trafford, then that is a massive argument in the in the balance of him being the GOAT and being one of the greatest of all time mm. but if not equally there's a lot of pressure on it isn't there yeah there's, there's, there's pressure on him I mean it's, it's one of those weird ones where 
outside looking in, if he doesn't score X amount of goals or win whatever, then it might be seen as a failure. But to be honest, he could probably come back and score five goals and United fans would just be buzzing that he came back, you know, on, on from a really basal point of view. But no, United have to be challenging for something this season. You don't sign Varane, Sancho and Cristiano Ronaldo in one window. And that's you know added to the likes of, of Bruno Fernandes, Pogba, Greenwood, Marcus Rashford still got to come back, Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw had brilliant Euros, etc. etc. So United really need to be challenging. But you are right, if Ronaldo comes in and wins us our first Premier League title post Ferguson, then you know it will be statue time at Old Trafford for him, I think. Uh, and possibly, you know, you could almost definitively say he is our greatest player ever. I mean, obviously it's subjective and people argue other things, but he definitely definitely be in that conversation if he isn't already so especially we'll your, your, for you personally as well in your lifetime because oh yeah be the best he's already the best player I've ever seen for United because yeah the only person that people would maybe argue in terms of an ability level is George Best and obviously I was nowhere near that and you know growing up childhood heroes you've got Brian Robson you've got Cantona but you know you'd probably say Ronaldo edges those although again I didn't see them but Definitely. If Ronaldo comes back and, and, you know, I saw him lift the Champions League and the title for us 15 years ago, he comes back 15 years later or whatever it is and yeah. lifts our first one post-Fergie, then, yeah, for me, it's... And for you know, people your age too, because um, they wouldn't have probably, mo- majority, not been going to the games when Ronaldo was yeah. first at United and now they grew up and they're in the 20s and yeah, he's back and they can that. watch him. That's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. great. And a caveat to what I was saying before about the, the legacy kind of thing, I know it's a lot of pressure on Ronaldo, I don't have really have... I honestly couldn't care less about Messi or Ronaldo debate. I, I don't really favour any of them, but I've fair place for Ronaldo, and I fully respect the fact that he firstly went to Juventus to try and win that title because that's the kind of personality he is, and now he's gone to United. It's just a massive challenge, and if you were to be paying compared to what Messi has done, um, in my opinion. Yeah, no, just to finish on the subject, uh, when when Messi was obviously it was up in the air about him leaving Barca, I was desperate for him to come to the Prem. I made I vocalised it on the pod, and I said I'd love him even if he went to United or City. I'd love it just to see him in the Prem, or or anyone for that matter. And the fact that he went to PSG almost like I did I didn't lose respect for him almost, but I was like I've got like of course you did. Like that's the easy option to go and play yeah. in Liga and get X amount of money in a week. So that's it. there's Ronaldo. no stories there. Yeah, no, 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 it's it's very just like. Like I said, of course that happens. It's the next logical step, whereas yeah. Ronaldo's probably took a very illogical step in coming back a to very, United. A very competitive one. Coming back to United, and like Jim said, that's the guy that Ronaldo is. And yeah. I almost respect Ronaldo more than Messi now. And my opinion has changed on Messi because I, I personally I think Messi is the better player. However, Ronaldo putting this on his back makes me think, okay, let's let's see what happens and. I'm very intrigued to see how it happens. And like Stan said, even if he gets five league goals, it's nostalgia just for non-United fans as well because, like anyone, I'm a fan of good footballers and Ronaldo back in the day was the, the guy who everyone wanted to be on the, the courts or the playground. And it is good to see him back, but hopefully United don't do too well. No, well, United and Cristiano will be hoping that we challenge for the title, Cook, and a couple of other teams that will be hoping they're up there come the end of the season are Liverpool and Chelsea. Yeah, we are. We're going to win the fucking lot. Ten men at Anfield. We should have won it. No, no, we shouldn't have won it, but we could have probably been 2-0 up at this point in this game. To be honest with you, I said to one of the lads who I went with, I said, if we get anything out of this game, it'll be a miracle. That's our time. That's our time. And I've seen the incident, and I thought, yeah, maybe we should start there, actually. Um, 
I, th I think the law is stupid. I think it, it was changed last year because it hits his thigh before it hits his hand. According to the law, it is a red card. But in my opinion, you can't give a red card for that because it hits his thigh before it hits his hand. Yeah, it's, it's one of those ones. I mean, like I was saying last week about the... Death or a penny, though. Death or a penny, though. That, that's it. I mean, it's, it's one of those ones where it's similar to Bruno, what happened with Bruno at Southampton, where as a football fan, you don't want that to be a foul. But because they're always given, it kind of needs to be a foul. And it, it's the opposite for this one, where you don't really want that to be handball, penalty and a red card. But because they're the rules and it did stop the ball going in the net, it's got to be a red card. So it's just how the law's applied. And, and you know, at the time I thought, is it even a penalty? Because it does hit up and I suppose his arm does come out. But I said to Jim watching it, I said, if you're shimmying across, you lift your right leg up to try and block it, you're not, not going to move your right arm to try and help you keep balance. Exactly. So it's just unfortunate that the way he went to get balance meant that he f moved his right arm forward and it kind of made it look intentional, but yeah. I don't think it was. But then, like I say, coming down to the basics of it, it hit his hand, and if it didn't hit his hand, it would have gone into the back of the net. And, and you know, it was denying a goal-scoring opportunity and it was in the box, so it's a red and a penalty. Yeah, but Jim, there's no there's no doubt he obviously prevented the, the ball from going in the net, and that's why I was saying definitely a penalty. However, I think like this law does need looking at because there's no way on God's earth that he deliberately handballs that out because because so. why why would he? Because like Stan said, he he lifts his leg up and obviously his arm comes up as well. It happened too quick. Yeah. He hit his knee and then his exactly. arm came round. He didn't know it was going to hit his well, knee. Either way, it's, it's not... They can't definitively prove that he... It's not no. like he swung his arm at it, has it? No, no. I think there is a case to be made for whether he kind of maybe like thrown his... His arm out in an actual position, but it's just I don't know. The, the the problem I have it with with it is that one, it ruined a really good game. Yeah. Um, did, did. that Chelsea looks amazing, and we'll get into that after, after this. But and secondly, is he Anthony Taylor looked at the screen for about five seconds. Was there still image? Yeah. He, he, he was, he, he was um, running over. Frames, it? Yeah. yeah. Well, he was running over to the screen and as he was running over. He was playing it, and then by the time he got there, he throws it on the ball with and reached James's arm. And he just turned and around. And if you'd have just seen that, then you thought, oh yeah, of course. But, and then he just turns around and gives a penalty yeah, yeah. and then it's red card. And that was the player's main gripes with it though. Think, yeah, and that was the two plus main gripe at the end of the game as well. I think that was the problem. He well too quick. Yeah, I mean he's 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 made a few shocking decisions even in recent memory. I remember he sent Kovacic off in the FA Cup final when he was actually fouled by Granit Xhaka. So uh, in my opinion, he's not the best referee anyway, Anthony Taylor. I think he's one of the worst we have in this league. And I just think that in order to see a big decision like that, you need to see a, a phase of play. You can't see a freeze frame of three seconds of action where it's hit his leg and then hit his hand. You need to see, like I said, the phase of play. You need yeah. to see how that's happened. And you need to apply logic he's to not, it. Let's be honest, Reese James hasn't like punch, he's not punched the ball no. out. You can't say he's deliberately meant that. And when you when you move, when you run, your arm comes up, anything. It, like As Pilar quite said, we can't defend with our arms glued to our, our bodies. Yeah. It just can't happen. And, I think the rule needs to change. Like I said, Liverpool shouldn't have had to suffer in terms of it was going in. They should have had their penalty. However, I feel like you can't say definitively that that's deliberate handball, and I think the law does need looking at because that's going to happen this year. I don't think you can say he intentionally handballed it when it literally hits up off his knee. If that hits his arm straight away and you could argue his arm's coming round, you could say he's putting his arm out to stop it. But 
you can't say, oh, he knows exactly what he's doing there. He knows it's going to flick up off his knee and then his arm's going to stop it. You can't. You just can't <coughs> claim intent on that one. But I suppose if 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 the annoying thing is if the rules are that you know if it denies a goal scoring opportunity intended or not, it's a red card. Then yeah, ultimately it even had had he watched the video, you know the uh, not just a, a freeze frame, he would have come to the same conclusion anyway. Yeah, as frustrating as that is, but yeah, yeah, it's one of them where if you're a Liverpool fan, if that wasn't given as a penalty or anything, if he gone oh no, it, it, you'd be fuming because not only is it you know. It's clearly stopped to goal. You've not even got a penalty either, so you've literally got nothing for it. Say if that was at the other end, I think you'd be pissed off that you didn't get it, but because you're on the receiving end, you're pissed off it's a red and a penalty. So yeah, that's what I mean. I think the law probably, change it. Yeah, they could probably soften it and maybe give, you know, if it hits his hand, whatever, it's a penalty, but then maybe give a little bit of a referee's decision on to whether he thinks it was clear intention and then he can decide himself between a yellow and a red rather than it is just... It's a red because it, it was gonna go in. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I said, if it was for example similar to like the Oxlade Chamberlain one against yeah. Chelsea, where he's literally like yeah. dove and he he's, but, he has deliberately unballed that. But say, I can get behind that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can get behind that. But, but like, say, if it's a body part first, then I, I can't get behind. That's that. it. Say if Reese James slid out towards it, yeah, and it went past him, but his arm that was down to stop him from sliding, it smacked that and then went out for a corner. It would still have been a red and a penalty by yeah. the laws, and it, that we know we've all played football and we've watched it for so long that that just isn't fair that it's a penalty and a red card. So maybe soften it, but again, it's just that Jim will you know talk about Chelsea, but that could have cost Chelsea three points. And is there going to be another rule change? How many think, times have we seen that where a team has suffered and then the chip, the rules have been changed by whoever a week after yeah. it, you know what I mean so yeah. I'll let Jim speak about Chelsea yeah no I, I think it did I think it did give, um, I think Chelsea if the mad 90 seconds towards the end of that first half just didn't happen which it was crazy like Chelsea got two yellow cards Liverpool equalised got a red card it just was it all, all went wrong so quickly just for the wrong time in the first half but for me they'd have been comfortable winners at Anfield and that is just a real message to the rest of the league because I don't think Liverpool, even with the one-man advantage, there was pop shots. I mean, I've seen a few Liverpool fans saying, oh, I can't believe how negative Chelsea were today, but I really didn't think there was in the first half. I think in the first half, Kai Havertz scores an amazing header, which I actually think comes... I thought that the first watching comes off his shoulder because it was that good. It looked over Allison. Maybe he could have done better, the keeper. And Chelsea broke maybe two or three times and just didn't play the right pass. I think Kante could have slipped. I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Mountain or... There's a few occasions on the first yeah, half yeah. where the, the kind of... They when, chose when, the wrong ball. Yeah, yeah, when Chelsea broke, they just chose the wrong pass. And if they chose the right simple one, they'd been clean for one goal. And even in the second half, you could argue they had the best chance. Um, Lukaku shot. The no, the Lukaku. If, if oh, Kovacic as well. Kovacic kind, kind of is an amazing finish with the player it was, but Lukaku had that kind of back to goal volley and yeah. it was blocked so I think that was going in yeah it was a massive who blocked it yeah Somebody, I uh, mean I was I was really intrigued by the game to see how Chelsea would how a team would defend against Chelsea but what we got because of what happened um, it was a tap yeah we was kind of like just watching Chelsea we kind of knew they was amazing defending and if anything it just reinstated how good they have been since Tuchel took over defensively because if we remember rightly last season under Lampard we were discussing how bad they were defensively. It was actually one of the worst seasons in Premier League history, wasn't it? For goals conceded and yeah, yeah. The way Tuchel just turned it around so much, to fight. Well, what a job he's done. Yeah, I was I was obviously there Saturday night, and 
the when it all happened, uh, everyone was just like, "Fuck's sake!" Because obviously, you know how good Liverpool are, and obviously they're hard enough to play against with eleven v eleven, and obviously Van Dijk back, Salamane, Firmino got hooked early doors. I don't know if he was injured or whatever, but yeah, yeah injured. He, yeah, he got hooked. He collided with Jorginho, I think. Did Jorginho it? ended up yeah, because I said because I said to I said to <coughs> the lads I was with that Jota on the bench, he scares me a lot more than Firmino. And when he came on, I was like, for fuck's sake. Because like he is yeah. the annoying player who's not going to stop pressing. This that, you know. goals, I think that, that mess Liverpool though, against yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. Because Firmino actually... Kind he would have been better with 10, I think. He, he, Firmino was kind of doing better than Jota. I think, I think Jota I think plays most weeks this season. Just the way he scores goals. And come on, you want to strike, you're scoring goals, don't you? But against, against the big teams and then close games. Firmino in the first half was one of Liverpool's better players, I thought. Yeah. Um... That's what I mean. I didn't know yeah. if he went off injured yeah, or whatever, he but he was he was doing all right. And then when he came on, Jota, I was like, "Fuck's sake, here we go." But like like someone said, then it was mainly pop shots. What Mendy was really good in this game. Chelsea defensively resolute, and Jorginho was very clever in this game, buying us fouls up the pitch. We're obviously time wasting. We're obviously trying to take a point just because, like I was saying, I've got to stress how good Liverpool are as a side, and not many top six teams will come away with something at Anfield, let alone a draw and. We're unlucky not to get three points. You talk about the final ball, I thought Mount could have squared it to Havertz for 2 0. Uh, we brought it down the left and he, he shot. And it should have been a corner in the end, it got given as a goal kick, but yeah. he should have definitely squared it to Havertz for 2 0. And like Jim said, we could have been comfortable winners at Anfield. Yeah, no, I was really impressed with Chelsea. And, you know, it says it all that you had 10 men and, you know, 45 minutes at Anfield whilst they're attacking the, uh, attacking the cop end. <clears throat> and you can't really remember a chance or a five minute period where Chelsea looked, you know, flustered at any points and like Jim's already said you could argue that Chelsea actually had the better um, chances in the second half so Chelsea should be very happy with themselves you know taking the point considering the circumstances and Liverpool can't be angry at all that they they didn't win this game because they just didn't do enough and Neville said after the game that he doesn't think Liverpool are going to be up there for the title you know just because he thinks that the Liverpool team from two or three years ago Wins, wins that game just from sheer you know determination and attack after attack and we just didn't see that they just looked <clears throat> I wouldn't say clueless but um, you know they didn't look like they knew how to break this Chelsea team down and to be honest nobody does so far so we'll have to see how that develops across the season but um, yeah well worth the point uh, Chelsea and you know they could have won it on another day but there we are yeah and sticking with near the top of the Premier League we'll move over to Man City versus Arsenal. Jim, you boys obviously were going to batter these men prior to kick off, but were you even <laughs> surprised at how shit Arsenal were? Because I was. I was watching the pub at 2 0. I did too. I was surprised how quickly. Was I walk in there? It was 2 I think you walked in at 3 0 and 10 men. Not surprised at Arsenal, obviously. I don't think they do surprise anyone at the moment. But still surprised at how quickly it happened, and oh, I don't know. We can go on for hours, can we? I mean, it's the first time since nineteen fifties they've lost all three games without scoring a goal. Um, just mental. The manager has to go. Um, simply that he just has to go. I don't think anyone can make a solid claim for him now. Some of the goals they conceded. When you look at City's team and what weaknesses they have got, and it's presence in the box and. Strength, um, Gundogan scores a header where Arsenal's back four are all in the box, awaiting the cross, and Chambers just simply missed times across. 
professional football player to be doing that is mental. The second goal was even worse. Play, yeah. Players just missing the balls, chambers on the floor. The the red card was as bad. The third goal was Jack Grealish literally didn't do any skill. I mean, he's one of the most skillful players in the league and he was just running at Chambers and Chambers just watched him. I mean, so I'm not going to even talk about State's performance. I mean, fair play to uh, excellent 10 goals in two weeks. Really good bounce back from the first game. Um, but Arsenal, um, bottom of the league and the North London rival Spurs are the only 100% team at the top of the league. So... Yeah, an awful, not... awful start to the season for them. Yeah, not a good start. Like you say, I haven't scored a goal and they've conceded, is it, is it nine? But I, I thought City were brilliant, but um, Arsenal just weren't on it at all. And Ten men, I mean, we saw Chelsea hold out, but Arsenal definitely didn't hold out and it didn't help that they were already 3-0 down anyway. But um, yeah, Arteta has to go on the pitch, off the pitch. It's just an absolute nightmare. You can kind of... Let things on the pitch. I mean, five 0 is a massive loss, but you know you can kind of forgive it if off the pitch you can see progress. You know, with transfers, but we've questioned the transfers. They've spent so much. The Willian situation. You know, they owed him twenty million from the rest of his contract, but he said he doesn't want it. Bamiyang and Lacazette have been rumored to be unhappy. Uh, Bern Leno's coming into the last year of his contract. Emiliano Martinez pushed to leave because. Uh, he asked Arteta if he'd be first choice and Arteta said yeah 90% and Martinez said well why not 100 and he was like well if you don't 100% want me I want to go somewhere where I am and he pushed to leave you've got Ainsley Maitland now just... coming out on Instagram saying I just want to play somewhere where I can play so it just looks like they went and bought Ramsdale complete... well, so they've bought yeah, they've yeah. Went and bought they spent more on Ramsdale left. than they sold Martinez that, that, that's what I was about to say that if you wanted to look at Arsenal's recruitment and where they've gone wrong that is the perfect one yeah. they go to Martinez he's been so good and yeah. Brighton and Ramsdale has been relegated, relegated every single season. But not only does Arteta not look like he knows what he's doing on the pitch, off the pitch, he just doesn't look like he's, you know, his man management is just completely off. The, the only players he, he seems to be able to get on with are players that are, you know, 18, 19, that aren't going to answer him back. Everybody else he just seems to fall out with. So I don't know if that's some kind of complex where he thinks he's a manager that he isn't or he can get away with saying certain things, you know, that he just obviously can't get away with. But... From top to bottom, we know about all the problems with the board, but you know, even from just a purely football point of view, they're just a complete mess. I said to Jim, like, um, who did he bring in? And you know, say they do, I don't even know who you bring in, but say they do bring a new manager in. Big Sam. Yeah, but are, are they looking at this squad thinking, oh, that's, it is obviously massively underperforming, but is it a new manager rubbing his hands going, I know what I'm going to do with this because I, I don't, no. what do you I think do with they, it? I think they've done so much damage to themselves and the club that an old Arsenal the big team that they should be they would have just gone right I'll tear out and then Conte would have been loving that job because it's the Arsenal job and it's living in London mm-hmm. it's one of the biggest teams in England but now if I'm Conte I'm thinking oh fuck that I'll wait I'll, I'll wait till the next big club needs a manager I'm not going there I, I, come, in, I come to tr- clubs to win trophies too much and, of a risk and they're miles off Conte's not the guy sorry son I was saying no, Conte's not the guy you want for a reboot Conte's almost Mourinho-esque where you want the ready-made yeah. players you look at Lukaku That's for it. example yeah, it's, 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 it's not a Conte squad the age just isn't there he wants closer to 28 and Arsenal are, are closer to 20 in terms of you know the starting 11s that they're playing uh, with ages, but I mean, concept you've already mentioned Spurs. Conte rejected Spurs, and they're top of the league and the only team with the perfect start to the season. So why would he? I don't understand that you know a world where he says no to Spurs, yeah. with or without Kane, because even you take Kane out that Spurs squad and it's better than Arsenal. I'm sorry, Arsenal fans, but it is. No, it is. Um, and and he, Conte didn't want anything to do with Spurs, so. 
like the, the the level of players that they've been looking at, they're going to have to go you know a level down and probably where they want to be with with respect to managers. So, I don't know where they go from here. Really, don't. But they need to well, just try and change something. I, I would say what Arsenal should do is sack that Edu guy who signs players because Jesus Christ, I don't think anyone's done a worse job at signing players. Um, and then properly rebuild because there's a lot of talent out there and they've, they've obviously got a lot of money to spend. It's going to take a few years and y- you will get back on top eventually. They've I got, they've just got had the a money. funny thought. What if they got Wenger back? They could do, you know. <laughs> what if they got Arsene back? I honestly don't know where they go. I wonder who would be favourite. He did say, you'll miss me when I'm gone. And it looks like you're right, Arsene. Ronaldo and Wenger back at United 2009 all over again. <laughs> Um, no, Fergie might take on. I can't. Well, yeah, you never know. And United might come in. United will come in last minute and sack Oli. But no, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I can't even pluck a name out the hat because no, it I seems can't. ridiculous to me to suggest that maybe Eddie Howe could take over Arsenal. I'd have said Ancelotti because, of, ha- because of how I see Arsenal. But ah, nice. How? Well, yeah, well, yeah. yeah but, do, do you know what I mean? To, to, to say like. Eddie Howe, I mean, would would somebody like Sean Dyche? Is it is it honestly a step down? Imagine like, Dyche there, Aubameyang. Dyche is in, you know, <laughs> doing a really good job at Burnley. They just, you know, broke the record transfer signing. They love him. He knows what he's doing. He's got the a specific type of profile of player that Arsenal probably have none of. So yeah. I, I don't even know who they go and get. Did, cool. they, did they take a risk on a, a you know a manager from a foreign league or? An ex-player, Arteta has not gone well, but I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, an ex-player, maybe they've... Just a man if manager. If the era gets to... good, maybe after that, I, I don't know, something like that. But didn't want, just to end on a, a funny note on um, Arsenal, I seen a video on the Football Daily, and it was that lad who does it, I can't remember his name. And he was Ginger in, one? Yeah, yeah. And he was Joe, in, yeah, Joe he, he was interviewing Arteta, and he was asking like random questions, he was like, oh, who's the best finisher at the club? Have you seen the video? No, no, no. Yes, that's how the best finish for the club is. I think you know he's going to take one of the players now. Bemian Black is it. Arteta says it's the fucking goalkeeping coach because all he does is put cop balls into the corner for the goalies. That's his genuine answer. And that Joe was like, "What's he not going to give us a Bemiang, Alexandra, none of them players? No, he's the best one." <laughs> he genuinely fuck? said he's the best finisher. Right. <laughs> so he's definitely going to get sacked because he's already he's evidently already lost the dressing room. He's that petty enough. You won't even say that one of his strikers are the best finishers. At That's the what club. I mean. It's a man management. Every everything for the football side going wrong. But, he just needs to be nipped in the bud and yeah. you know, bring somebody in, even right. if it's a random first team coach they've got there just to try and raise the levels for a few weeks. They've got Norwich first game back. There's no better game Followed for a Burnley away. There's, there's no better game for Norwich at home for a new manager to come in and, you know, you're not going to play a better side in the Premier League. No, you're not, not. a better fixture for a first game. So, But, legit, the only way is up for Arsenal. They sit rock bottom <laughs> of the Premier League. But if you turn it upside down, Stan, they'd be top. But currently top is Spurs. Spurs, yeah. 3-1-0 wins. Very Nuno Espirito Santo. Did but, you see you know, Moussa Sissoko kick the ball at Nuno? No, no. <laughs> and then someone said, if he was aiming for him, he'd have missed. So, <laughs> well, that, that, that yeah. may be true. But, um, <laughs> but it is very funny. 3-1-0 wins for Spurs. Obviously, Kane got his first start against Watford this weekend. and uh, Yeah, they're doing, they're, they're doing really well. I mean, considering you know the whole Kane saga, to be the only team with a perfect record in the Premier League is... Is pretty impressive, you know, with everything going on on off the pitch. But um, yeah, Spurs, Spurs will be fine. Um, I can't see them breaking into the top four just because, like we've said so many times, those four teams seem to be set barring a, 
you know, a massive injury crisis or, you know, a horrific run of form. But, you know, Spurs will be fine, especially now they've kept Kane. They'll be in and around the Europa League places, I'd imagine. But I'm not convinced by him, though. Not well, no, you I'm far from convinced by him. You can't be convinced by him. I know it's 3-1, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, looked at the goal against Watford. Have you seen it? in the Spurs, this on free kick. It was a cross and it ends up going in. Oh, it was just right. a mad Watford mistake. And then apparently they didn't really create too much. Um, even our Spurs friend says... Wolf bad in the week before and they won somehow. Um yeah. I think even as bad as City were. It could have gone either way at times. I think City probably were the better side overall. Like Spurs were value for the win, but you know what I mean. If City won one 0 they wouldn't have been yeah, kicking off. I'd, I I I wanna see more from Spurs, that's what I'm saying. And the the way Nuno has been over the past two years, very dull I think. Um it can soon go wrong, that style of play when you're not getting the results. At the minute they're getting the the results and that's what matters in the Premier League, but We'd like to see Spurs maybe under a bit of pressure, see what happens then, because I'm not convinced by the football, is what I would say. I'd like to see them play someone decent. Like I know they played Man City opening day, but it's the opening day. Like, it, it is. Yeah, City were at the weakest. Yeah, exactly. Like City were not full strength It's whatsoever. a good time to play City at the start of the yeah. season. Yeah, they, play, they played Wolves away, they played Watford at home. I'd, I'd be intrigued to see how Spurs do after a gruelling away trip in this UEFA Conference League. And then they've got to play someone half decent on the Sunday. They've got Arsenal soon, haven't they? I think. I said someone half decent. Stuff and come on. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> come yeah, on, true. not not cannon. Well, they might be by that point. Maybe they just scored a goal. Maybe they'll be in the top four when Wenger gets them back there. Spurs absolutely buzzing. Uh, I'm sure a few people will be very happy taking that into work on the Tuesday after the bank holiday and, and showing their North London friends. Yeah, it was. It was also. It was very nice to see Sissoko kick the ball at Nuno. But <laughs> he made up afterwards. That's yeah, they, like they made up. They bonded over having bit no of, hair. Bit of sportsmanship. There we go. He has a bit, Nuno. Yeah, he's got a bit. He's, he's all done. He's got, got a lot of hair on his face. Yeah, more, more at the bottom. Uh, but definitely, yeah, definitely uses a Harry's shaver. No ad. Yeah. No sponsor. <laughs> Yet. 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 Oh, fuck. Yet. But, but quickly before before we move on of the football chat, we'll talk about. Who's probably least impressed us the most in terms of the cannon fodder that's going to go down? So, top of your head, who's just one team? Who's most likely that you've seen three games in that think, yeah, you're defo down? Uh, Norwich. Yeah, it's got to be Norwich. Yeah? Without trying to take the piss, though, like Arsenal really needs to... Oh, yeah, Arsenal are the worst side. Arsenal are the worst team. Yeah, we're going to talk about Realistic relegated team, it's got to be Norwich. They've conceded nine and yeah. just not look like they knew what they were doing. But I think it was unfortunate to not get a result at Leicester. Um, and I would, Very. I maybe would put. I, put, I was Leicester, one of the teams, pretty unimpressed by um, so far. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, could you pick a worse start than City, Liverpool, City, or Leicester? There's not many worse. That's what starts I mean. Yeah, and yeah, and that's what like. So they were never expected to win those games. No. The games in and around the six team, point in the, the next one though. Around them. Arsenal. Arsenal, there we go. What a horror start! Norwich have had this year. I know, yeah. Well, they've had the both, or one of them's going to get points on the board. So we'll see. Yeah. Funny do, you, if Norwich do you think if Norwich it. beat Arsenal, he gets the sack? I don't. I, I don't. I don't know how Arteta can be there for that Norwich game. Okay. Surely no, it's, gone, it's gone too far. Everything just seems to have gone too far. I don't know how he turns the situation around. Yeah, I don't think a loss to City is the final nail in the coffin per se, but. The way you lose yeah. is and yeah. everything off the pitch. They give well. up after two now. That Maitland Niles polls wouldn't have gone down well today. And just last, lastly, on the fans, the Arsenal fans celebrating Man City's fourth and fifth goal. 
fair play to him. Yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> at I was least they're in good spirits. I could, I could take the piss, but it's funny, and it? it's a day out at the end of the day, and they, they've seen the, the brighter side of it. People can laugh and say how far they've fallen, but... They have, because I can... They they, have, you fucking they have. have, because yeah, I can guarantee I would not be celebrating another team's fucking goal after I spent all that no. money to go to fucking no. watch that shit. I mean, I'd rather see Arsenal fans... Too much money, you Arsenal fans. Too much money. I'd rather I, see Arsenal fans do that, though, than, like... Arsenal fan TV style ranting and stuff like that. Oh, or, 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 or leaving at half time. Nah, I don't, I don't like that. Just, yeah. just stay there. But the worst bit was, you know, the classic uh, players going and clap the away fans after, you know, Arsenal clap the away fans after getting smacked somewhere and they're all stood there looking like they're really deep in thought when we all know in a month's time they're going to be doing it again when they get beat 4 0 at the bridge or something. So it, it doesn't matter. But yeah, Arteta's too far gone now. That's it. But Arsenal definitely the team I'm also unimpressed with. I expected it from Norwich. I can't even say I expected this from Arsenal. Welcome back, listeners. Just because club football is gone doesn't mean that the bet of the week is. We've got you a little international one, a little international fix, but if you want to lay off and wait for club football, then that's all right. You'll lose out on some money and won't be able to take your pig over half to TGIs. So... First, what we've got this week, internationals, Estonia versus Belgium. We've gone Belgium to nil there, all on the same day, by the way, guys. We've got England away at Hungary. I've gone for the free lines to win to nil as well. Going for the to nil hat-trick, Germany away at Liechtenstein. And then I'm going to go for both teams to score, Sweden, Spain. So just to recap, we've got England to beat Hungary to nil, Belgium to beat Estonia to nil, Germany to beat Liechtenstein to nil, and Sweden, Spain, both teams to score. And lads, what can the listeners do with that information? They can shove it up the rackers. Hello and welcome back, listeners, to the point of the podcast where we have a little game. And um, this week, I was mentioning actually, firstly, uh, last week did the Monday Night Football Predictions. Um, you twisting on zero points, puts in a draw, yeah. and I will storm into leave with one point after the Hammers win. Obviously, I didn't think they would be that good to win 4-1, but they won anyway. So no, you one, did, you did, you did. One point for me. Um, and on to this week's game is, we're going to not play 11-ball this time, <gasps> and we're not going to play the Players' Club's game. <gasps> we're going to play a little sequence game. Jim's Sequences, maybe, you could call Ooh. it. I don't know. Maybe think of a name afterwards. If you've got one, Email please in. comment. Email in. Uh, ccwtccpodcast.gmail.com <laughs> There you go. How it works is I am going to name a sequence of countries, players, anything to do with football, stadiums, clubs, and I'm going to go from most recent backwards, and you have to tell me what the sequence is. So, for example... For example, if I was to say Man City, Liverpool, Man City, Man City, you'd be like Premier League winners. Okay. Do you know what, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah? Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to start with the newest and go back to the oldest. Okay. Ready? Cool. So Can we have a trial run? I mean, or, or we just go... That was it, that was it. That was the trial run. Oh, straight in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. I can't really think of anything like... Um, is, it just, is it just first to the buzzer or do we get one each or how are we doing it? One each. Um, one each and we can steal. Yeah, but you can say it straight away, like first one to say it. Oh, between us. Yeah, but you get one per sequence. I would just say the sequence, but I'll say it quite slowly. I'll leave some seconds in between each one. So we can just shout it out. And you can out. just shout it out. Okay. Yeah. Buzzer in, if we've got buzzers. Um, so we get the premise of the game? Yeah. Yeah? So, this one, relatively easy, just to start off for the listeners. Oh, fuck, we best get it. <laughs> Here we go. 
first one in the sequence, Hugo Lloris. Golden Glove. No. Philip Lam. Our World Cup player of the tournament. Oh. No. Team of the tournament. No. Iker Casillas. Laurie. Oh, uh, club captain of the last World Cup winners. Uh, c- captain of the country. There you Sorry. go. Yeah, 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 captain yeah, yeah, of the yeah. country. I nearly had your name. That's an easy one. Who <laughs> <laughs> gets hard? I don't know. Fucking hell. No, but it's a free. It could have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's true. So you could have went. Oh, that's good. I like so that. There you yeah. go. There's the France captain, Germany captain, Spain yeah, captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have went further. Cannavaro, Cafu, Deschamps, Dunga. And that is the game. So Stan wins that one. And okay. next week we'll return with some some harder sequences. So I'll get rid of them ones. That's just go. a little teaser. Oh. Yeah, I didn't really get that again. <laughs> <laughs> so just as we're winding down, episode 115 of That's the Way the Cookie Crumbles, it's the time where we have to love you and leave you. So we'll have to give you where you can find us when we're not doing podcasts. So you can find us on YouTube, just search in TCWTCC podcast and you will come up there. It's the one with the lovely logo. But if you can't stand the sight of our faces, you'll have to just hear our irritating voices on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and our host platform, Anchor FM. And yeah, if that's not enough for you, you can get more of your Cookie Pod fix on Insta and Twitter just using the handle at CookiePodcast1. That's at CookiePodcast followed by the numerical one. So, lads, it's been episode 115, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah.